0: My offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of Divine Spirit. Please enjoy the latest podcast from the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living. Nothing is lacking in who
1: you are or all that you are. You, just as you are, can never last for anything. You seek to sacred that outside of yourself simply as a result of an incomplete surrender to who you are and all that you are. Seeking the sacred in the external world as a means to transform one's journey. It is like watering concrete. <laughs> yes, the side- sidewalk gets wet, but it never really grows or blooms, does it? Want to you transform your journey? You want to maintain A complete and total knowing that just right now, in this moment, in this sacred knowing of being, you have all you need to transform and make new, all you choose, then stop arguing with yourself about the false beliefs beliefs or race consciousness ideas of what you are not. And begin affirming, exploring meditating, visualizing, surrendering to, joyfully living as all the individualized essence of divine source that you are. A moment within your journey is not sacred because it is revealed as such by me or anyone else. The moment is sacred as a result of your intention to express and live the sacredness. So every moment of your journey has the potential to be that sacred experience. Now last Sunday, the lucky ones who were in attendance, and I know who you are, <laughs> you not. The lucky ones had a phenomenal service. Just saying. And after service, almost everyone <coughs> stayed to participate in the labyrinth experience, the walking meditation. And we asked. That those present refrain from speaking, and to finish their brunch or their visiting in the youth room when the Labyrinth experience began at 12:45, and when we lowered the house lights at 12:45, a silence in the room. You could feel it as everyone was honoring the intention, honoring the intention of everyone else. You could feel this aura of sacred intention being held by everyone present. Now, having the Labyrinth was a tremendous feat. Tremendous feat. Having our folks quiet for over an hour and a half in our queue <laughs> was even far more remarkable. Just saying. <clears throat> Yet, it was the energetic intention of those present which demonstrated the sense of sacredness and transformation, not the labyrinth and not the request for mindful silence. See, your everyday journey is that of a labyrinth, pathways with twists and turns and an occasional reminder to just pause, relax, breathe into the moment in all the doing, and just be mindful, mindful of what that all paths lead to the center. All paths lead to the center. What do you believe, what do you believe, would feel, appear, be different about your journey if every day you met it with one sacred intention? Today I walk the blamber of my journey, centered in my sacred intention occasionally ceasing my external activity in the midst of the vibrant activity of life just to be mindful of who I am and all that I am so my day ends centered where I began a complete surrender to the power of God within me what would be the logical outpicture of such a mindful intention you want to transform your journey? Don't just show up for next year's Lambert event. And I'm already telling gets on the schedule for next year. Show up for the landworth of your journey every day. Show up as the expression of source that you are. Show up as the miraculous gift of life that you are. Show up as the ceaseless demonstration of the good that you are. The experience of the sacred is not an external commodity to be obtained. The experience of the sacred is an internal, internal unfolding of your essence, of your intrinsic spiritual nature coming forth to be fully out Do that. Do that. Be willing to do that. Just up-level your thought, just a path, knowing every day you are setting the intention not just to go about your day, but to walk the length of your experience in a mindful awareness of the energy the power of God that you yourself bring to the experience. And you do that, and the whole of your journey will be overflowing with opportunities, offering doorways to transformation, which is the title of our lesson this morning, Doorways to Transformation. So you know we have a little parable. I like this parable. A parable is about a, a young bride, lady getting married, and a couple of days before the wedding, she was going over all her checklist of stuff that still needed to be done so that the wedding's going to run smoothly and know how nice it could be. And her mother was just this huge help, not giving her any problems in how the wedding or any event associated with the wedding would be carried out. Basically, her mother kept her ego in check. Now, the bride's soon-to-be mother-in-law was kind of another story. She was meddlesome. She gave unsolicited opinions on the smallest of details and basically was living up to that mother-in-law persona that everyone loves to paint. And one of the items on the bride's checklist was to ensure that her mother and the mother-in-law-to-be bought a new dress for the wedding. So she invited, invited them both to come and display the dresses that they were going to wear. And the groom, as it turns out, they both bought the exact same dress. Now, this is not a problem for men when they show up in the same suit, but well, we're going to honor that this is a problem for the bride's mother and mother in law to be. And the mother-in-law to be kind of went nuts about this, saying the bride's mother could not possibly wear the same dress because she looked so much better in the dress than she had. And the bride knew that her mother had already altered the dress, so it couldn't be returned. And the groom's mother had not altered hers, so of course it could be easily returned. Still, the mother-in-law to be refused. And her only point was it looked better on her. And the bride's mother said, look, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. All will be fine. All will be fine. So she just said, I'll, I'll wear something else. I'll wear a dress to the man I wore a few years ago. No one's going to know. Well, getting her way, the monster-in-law, was key. <laughs> Until the night before the wedding, at the rehearsal dinner, in walks the bride's mother in the dress she bought for the wedding. (laughs) That's the thing about setting your intention, to walk your journey as a lamb. You live in the knowing of the bride's mother, who if you recall, said not to work all of the time, all of the time. She just met my heart. So this morning, we're kicking off this three-week series that we titled Living Deeply," And for the next three Sundays, we're going to explore avenues for you to remain in awareness of your own divinity, to evolve that, that awareness. Now, this series is based on a book Title: Living Deeply. I enjoyed the book. It's a collaboration of authors, and is largely a compilation of various studies of life-transforming events and interviews with spiritual leaders from various modalities. Some religious scientists are in there. Some Unity folks are in there. Some Christian folks are in there. Uh, Lakota elders are in there. It just goes on and on. And it is an interesting read. Yet, yeah, if I'm going to be honest with you, it's kind of a so be ready for that. We're going to edit that out, just in case. And I want to share something with you from the book, Living Deeply, in the chapter titled, Four Ways to Transformation. Because the authors say life-changing events, like the birth of a child, the death of a loved one, a new job, the forming or ending of a significant relationship, being engaged may all be a catalyst for an individual to see transformation, to feel that the event that they just experienced was a stepping stone in a more profound awareness of their identity. They also share that a to transformation may also arrive when an individual has a spiritual identity. The author shared this. Story. More than a century ago, William James wrote about the transformation potential of mystical states. He noted that mystical states have several essential qualities. The first quality of the mystical state is its ineffability. Its its quality must be directly experienced, as it, is it isn't easily communicated to others. The second quality. Is that mystical states present themselves as not just a collection of feelings and thoughts, but as actual states of knowledge. They are states of insight into the depths of truth unpumped by the discursive intellect. They are illuminations, revelations, full of significance and importance, all inarticulate though they remain. And as a rule. They carry with them a sense of authority. We're talking about those moments of aha, those moments when something within you is saying, wow, there's something more to this journey, more to this experience, that this immediate goes on. And I need to center myself in that energy. What the authors are saying, what James said is, The doorway to transformation is open when you have that epiphany of knowing that you know like you know like you know, but are unable to explain why you know like you know like you know. You can't explain why you love, nor can you pinpoint where love comes from, but you know that you love and experience love. Such is the case with spiritual epiphanies and insights. Those times when we glimpse and the set in the sacred in our meditation feel of interconnectedness with all of life. The sacred and just being surrounded by loved ones. There's that deep-rooted soul-level impression that there is so much more to who we are, yet at the same time that so much more is all that we are. Just not. You can't really explain it can't exactly put your finger on it, but it's that glimpse of the sacred, the knowing awareness of your connectedness to Spirit, of which you may create and maintain a state of conscious transformation rooted in the intention for all of your journey to unfold from this energetic potential. Our affirmation card this week is from Rob Goss who said, The thinking mind is what is busy. You have to stay in your heart. You have to be in your heart. Be in your heart. The rest is up here in your head where you are doing, doing, doing. Your journey is the experience of the lamb. And the lamb is the activity of the heart and the soul. So walking the lamb you walk in or you walk on the floor if you've seen one. They're just, they almost look like a message but they're not. All the paths of the limp lead to the center. And then all have reminders on the path to re- be mindful of the intention to their journey. to be mindful that where you're going is where you begin. As an expression of source. Once you reach the center, the journey starts on the Some So people get bogged down in all the stuff that's going on and they in their life, that's understandable. Because sometimes there's a lot that people carry on their shoulders. And we know that, we honor that. But understand, we're going to put it down. Whatever that something is, you put it down with much less recognize it as simply a stepping stone to transformation. I don't know what this is about, and I honestly don't care. What I do care, what I do know, is that I've been moved beyond it with ease. What I do know is that whatever this is, it is not here to hurt me, to delay me, to stop me, or to keep me from fulfilling the power of God that I am. What is before me, what I am carrying on my shoulders, is nothing other than a learning opportunity for me to demonstrate, come no and believe, that I am the expression of source in here and now. Mm-hmm. That's the purpose of the ram. That's the purpose of going through your journey in the morning, centered in that intention that here and now, here and now, I evolve the say, from living deeply. The author said, "You don't have to be in an extraordinary place. Hit the snooze. You don't have to be in an extraordinary place in an astronaut facility, flying across the galaxy in a space capsule, or in the presence of a guru to have a transformative experience. Transformation happens in the everyday places." We have it in the course of the everyday experiences. So, so this is what we're talking about. The journey is not sacred. The experience is not sacred because someone has labeled it as such. It is sacred because you are present. It is sacred because you have set the intention to evolve, to be centered in that essence of the divine that you are. The only reason the journey is not sacred is because we have not labeled the as such. But what we're here to tell you is every moment is sacred. And every moment is sacred because you are never not embodying the powerful essence of source that you are. Oh. oh. So that means when I'm stuck on 285? <laughs> I'm experiencing the sacred? <laughs> yes if that's your intention. Yes, if that's your intention. That means when the bills come due, I'm experiencing the sacred? <laughs> yes. If that's your intention. When I get a bad report from the doctor, that's an experience am the sacred? Yes. If that is your intention. Once you get into that, happen. That's what it is. It is a habit. It is conditioning of your energy, of your consciousness. You always say, wait a second, this moment is sacred because I intend for you to be so. We no longer allow for the question. We just know, like right we know, like right we know. We no longer see the land once a year on Easter, on home. Just say. We no longer seek the latter because we all have a new We You realize that every moment, every, every day, every aspect of our journey is simply us walking the path to the center. When we, we, we and decide to leave the center and feel that sense of, sort of hopeless and we walk out of that journey and have that experience the same way we can, centered in mind. So that we that takes some training. That takes some attention. That takes some time to get up in the morning and just say, in this moment, I'm willing to live as my sacred self. The more aware you are of the journey actually being a sacred experience, the more aware you are of the transcendent potential of your every breath, every action. So what do we mean by sacred? Well, a sense of reference. A sense of knowing that you are always connected to Source, living from the awareness that no matter where you are, no matter what you've done, that Source is always living as you, seeing all, all of the journey as the transformative energy of the divine, simply awaiting your next powerful reputation. <coughs> besides someone, Dr. Holmes wrote, expectancy speaks progress. Therefore, live in a continual state of expectancy. No matter how much good you are experiencing today, (coughs) expect greater good tomorrow. Expect to meet new friends. Expect to meet new and wonderful experiences. Try this magic of expectancy, and you will soon discover a dramatic side to your work which gives full depth to constructive meaning. What are you expecting throughout the day? What are you expecting when you get up in the morning? You can get up in the morning and hit the snooze button and say, oh God, help me get through this dog one day. When you hit the snooze button a second time, God, you didn't help me get through this dog one day. Or, you can go and to walk the ladder from my goodness centered in my sacredness, occasionally ceasing my external activity to be mindful of who I am and all that I am, so my day ends centered where I began. In a complete surrender to my source, my journey transforms from this intention as a ceaseless display of divine good. Either intention works. Either attention is going to come to fruition. It's just a matter of which one you're going to train yourself to activate. Activate through what? Activate through the power of your consciousness. Les Brown said, most people fail in life not because they aim too high in this, but because they aim too low and it. And we are here to tell you, those folks that hit me, this and say, "Help me you get through this day, they're aiming too low. What are you expecting to unfold in your journey? You have a choice point in every moment of your existence. And that choice point is to say, I'm going to live it in full force as the intention of unfolding good, as oneness with Source, or I'm going to live it based on what outside individuals are telling me I need to do. I'm going to live it based on the experience I had yesterday. So that I can continuously be coming, all happening yesterday, as opposed to unfolding all that I know the power of God that I am. You want to shift up the, uh, the energy. You want to shift up the experience. Then you want to shift up the intention. You want to shift up your expectation. In the book, a fellow by the name of Michael Murphy, and Michael, this sounds impressive. Michael Murphy is the founder of the. Esalen Institute, a center for transformational learning in Big Sur. Now, I'm going to go sign up for a class there simply because it's in Big Sur. (laughs) However, this guy, Michael Murphy, also wrote a book called Golf in the Kingdom. (laughs) Golf in the Kingdom. And so Michael was interviewed and learned deeply about the transformative potential of the sport of golf. I look, we can find a transformative experience playing golf. Just saying. We can find one anywhere. Murphy said, for 35 years since i published golf in the kingdom, people have come to me telling me about their extraordinary experiences playing golf, resembling mystical experiences. By now, countless people have told me about their telepathic experiences, psychokinesis, sudden visual acuity, and other events that they simply can't explain. So that's led me now to look at this in all walks of life. This transformative process goes unnamed and unrecognized because nobody thought to do this with golfers. Later in the interview, Michael referred to these unrecognized processes as covert transformational practices. Covert transformational practices. In other words, an epiphany of source, an epiphany of soul. Those aha moments can and do occur at at times when one least expects them. So imagine the profound insights, the aha moments when you set the expectation of walking all of your journey as the Lamb in a state of mindfulness, stopping in the midst of all the external clutter and taking that moment to be still and to focus your attention. And living deeply, what that Elder Gilbert, walking or explain that it's when you see the sacred energy that fuses all of creation that you come to know true religious or spiritual power. It is a safe that Golfers set the intention, do not set the intention, or excuse me, do set the intention to get a hole in one, not have a spiritual activity. Yet immersed in the energy of nature, their energy has no choice but to rise, to acclimate and align with nature's higher vibrating frequencies. Now to be clear, we're not suggesting you go out and take up golf. We wouldn't do that to <laughs> you. <laughs> We're saying this higher, vibrating energy is always there 24-7, regardless of physical location. So when you set that intention, that expectancy, for your activity within the, with the labyrinth of your journey to be the sacred experience, to my name, maintain that sense of awe and wonder, the entire experience becomes an overt transformational practice and not the occasional covert one. Esther Hicks said, what you think about activates a vibration within you. So think about Think expectant thoughts. Think about spiritual epiphanies. Think about the whole of the journey, even the yucky stuff. <laughs> Very powerful spiritual term. (laughs) As being the doorway to transformation. Because you see, it's not about the action. It's about the alignment. It's not about the demonstration. It is about the unfoldment. It is not about what is or is not happening. Let's shift that focus and move into the awareness. It is about the intention that I am going forward. In my expected thoughtful foot. I mean, you do that, the universe has no choice but to reflect, to become a part of that energy that you yourself are expressing forward. Ram well, Ga said everything in your life is there as a vehicle for your transformation. So use it. Use it. You have a choice every day. Every day no matter what you're annoying, I look at all that is and say, Wow, this is awesome. This is awesome. I can't wait to express and demonstrate and involve more. Or this is it. I'm done now. Let me just pack up and go back home, move in with money. <laughs> I can live over so then. <laughs> you know better. You didn't come here for that. What you came here to do is to recognize that this moment, this journey, is not about living straight into that. It's about living, being, setting the intention and expectation for the best, highest, of source energy, evolving and living as you And when you let everything else go, and that is your soul intention, then everything else just perfectly lines up because that is a higher higher vibrating resonating source of good. And that source of good is your doorway to transformation. And so is our lesson.
0: Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at TrinityCenterAtlanta.org forward slash donate.